The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. We're going to start with the IRFU deciding to continue to sell alcohol throughout matches at the Aviva Stadium. It's after they released the findings of a survey of match-going fans conducted during the November internationals. 70% of them, 7 out of 10, said they would not support a ban on alcohol consumption in seats during games. Well, our reporter Andrew Louth has been asking people in and around the Aviva Stadium today whether they think alcohol should be banned from matches. So if you're going to get up, you get up for food anyway. Oh, it's a night out, so some people don't go to a pub anymore, so when they go to a football match, it's their night out. I don't know what difference it ever made. There was never any issue with it before, and why change it? I think true fans sit in their seat and watch the match. When you're out for an event like that, and if you want to have a few beers, you should never be stopped from getting up off your seat to go back and forth to the bar. I've been to a few kind of other events, not necessarily soccer or rugby, where you can buy drinks as well, and it's... It's, it's good, uh, Olympic Games and World Championships and things like that. And uh, I think it's part of it. I don't understand why one rule for soccer and one rule for rugby, though. All right, we might come back to that issue in, in just a moment. Those are different people around the Aviva speaking to Andrew Louth. Kieran Cunningham is with me, Chief Sports Writer with the Irish Daily Star. Uh, Kieran, I mean, judging by the survey results, the IRFU are just giving the people what they want. Uh, well, they're giving them what a lot of the people want, um, uh, like it's clear, if you go to the games, if you go to any of the Ireland rugby games, a hell of a lot of people do drink during the games and enjoy the drink. But there's a lot of people there that it does cause r- disruption to. And that's why it has, you know, it's been an issue over the last few months. There's been quite a lot written and said about it because um, it can be very annoying. Like because, the, the, you know, they can, you can have people getting up from their seats constantly um, the, there's basic biology. If you take a beer in one end, it eventually will come out the other. And you do find people that might take two or three pints to their seat at the start of the game. And that leads to maybe one or two comfort breaks by half time. And then they're coming back with another two or three pints in the second half. So people get very cranky about it. Like we would all love to be able to just have a pint at a game. Like, you, you know, you do, you know, you can have a pint at concerts and just relax and stuff. Mm. But it can be very disruptive. And um, it's, uh, you know, th- I found like I've gone to a lot of Six Nations games over the years, and now I prefer watching them on TV at home because it's it's not just that. There's also you know this manufactured atmosphere where the, there's music booming out of the speakers and mm. the worst music imaginable. Like the worst music of all is the music that's used on YouTube as footballers' highlight reels. But the second <laughs> worst music is used in the Strayed Stadium at full volume, and you get that at full effect at the Aviva. And you get people who are there basically as a social occasion or a network occasion. And they don't give a damn what they're watching. And they're there to have a few drinks and they get in a lot of people's nerves. Mm. And that's why it's become an issue. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with all of that, right? Except I, I see these survey results and I just wonder then, are we just a pair of old men raging against the dying of the light? Well, possibly. But, uh, you know, that doesn't mean we're wrong. <laughs> That's true. That is so, like, true. All people can all people can be right too, Kieran. You know, <laughs> well, it's been known so, to happen. But it's interesting because they are now looking like the the UK government, uh, you know, are talking about bringing a white paper to allow drinking um, controlled, uh, a, a drinking in, in in certain areas of of you know of football grounds on a trial basis, and that hasn't happened over forty years in the UK. You know, a lot of sports don't allow it, but. Um, uh, some sports do allow it. I've been at, at a sporting event uh, in all different kind of sports around the world, and a lot of them do allow drinking at events. 
But there is, you do look at rugby, you know, the Guinness sponsored the Six Nations. Uh, Heineken sponsored the Champions Cup. Like there's mm. a very close relationship between alcohol and the sport, and there's a very close relationship between business and networking. And you could be sitting beside somebody at a game, and they spend the whole game talking about whatever it is about Brexit or the ethics of Pascal Donoghue or whatever, and they made no attention to what's in front of them. But as a social occasion, they have to be there. And there's a lot of people locked out who would love to be at the event and don't really care about having a few pints. But they're not going to get the tickets. Yeah, I know plenty of people who suggest that that means just rugby bores the arse off most people, but they're too afraid to admit it. We're not going to open up that uh, uh, that hornet's nest, though. We won't kick it. Just yet. Listen, Kieran, stay with us. Eno Doherty is on the line as well, the columnist with the Irish Independent. In a couple of people, speaking to Andrew Louth there, a few voices we heard around the Aviva, they mentioned they kind of threw football and rugby in together. But of course, football and rugby are different. It's only at rugby you can drink in your seats. I mean, are football fans unfairly treated in that regard? Absolutely, because the working class is always unfairly treated. And people will behave in the way that they're treated. Um, now, I go to a lot of rugby matches, <clears throat> although I'm, football is my first love. And the difference in how we're treated as football fans, and particularly even if you go over to matches in England and stuff like that, you see that the the police have a, an incredibly adversarial approach which tends to bring out the worst in people then, you know. and it's. But even the thing is, that the most annoying thing I've ever seen in the Aviva wasn't, I mean, I don't really drink during a match because I'm focused on the match. Mm. Um, but there was a guy, I was at a match before lockdown, and there was a guy sitting right in front of me who was recording the whole thing on his bloody tablet. And I had to keep on tapping him on the shoulder saying, can you put the tablet down? I want to watch the match. And like, why on earth anybody would record a game on their tablet when it's on RTE. Um, I've no idea. Like, it's, it's just, it's bonkers. But I think it's interesting that 70% said they want to still be able to get a drink. And I agree with Karen. it can be kind of irksome at times having to stand up um, to let somebody get past, in the, you know, to their seat. But it's not the opera. You know, people go to enjoy themselves. Mm. And they should be allowed to enjoy themselves. And rather than talking about sort of banning it for rugby games, I think we should be talking about allowing it for football matches. Because... Well, well, what do you say, though, to... I'm not sure if this is an argument that would be made by authorities. It might be made by people listening. They said the reason it's banned at football, it's just born of experience and hooliganism. Well, if you look at, for example, the chaos, the farcical scenes in Wembley, I remember at the final of the Euros, Mm. um, which was really, really bad... Um, that was all people, you know, people getting absolutely hammered outside the ground. Um, the amount of drugs that were being taken was apparently in- incredible. And we always remember the truly bizarre sight of the guy who stuck a flare up his bottom. Um, but they were all people, they weren't drinking in the ground. They were drinking outside. Yeah. So, you know, that's a social problem. But they, they, I actually think it makes more sense to let people go for a couple of pints outside the ground and then go in, and if they want to have a couple of pints during the match, let them. And, like, I mean, look, I will I will freely admit that I'm a grumpy bugger, um, but having to kind of move your knees a little bit just to let somebody pass you by when you're watching a match, it's not the biggest deal in the world. It really isn't. And it just it makes the experience more pleasant. Look, the only good thing we have in life is sport. Let's be honest. <laughs> and so people should be allowed to maximise their enjoyment. Kieran, are, are there 
UEFA rules that govern the sale of alcohol at games, or is this kind of a, a, just a stadium by stadium, country by country basis? No, it seems to be a federation, yeah, football federation by fe- football federation in 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 line with you know the the government rules in the particular mm. country. Because we we obviously had around Qatar that originally they were going to allow. Uh, alcohol and sale in the stadium, but the, the stadiums, but the stadia, but then they changed it to only in the in the corporates areas. So and they, they changed that at the last minute. But like Ian makes a valid point there because like I would go to boxing uh, a fair bit. Have gone to boxing a fair bit over the years in the UK, and there's also uh, the boxing outside of the ring in venues can there be can be a lot of violence. There's often there's often fights and scraps uh, in in uh, among the audience, but it's fueled by cocaine. Not alcohol, you know. Cocaine is a big driver of violence at a lot of events, and you know the some of the t- uh, one of the top police uh, officers in the UK came out about this last year and said that the rise in violence at football grounds was down to cocaine and not drinking out of the ground. So uh, that's something we never really talk about, you know. The, but but that's as big an issue as as anything. But you know, rugby is uh, rugby is a different world. Like there are people who go to rugby games. And buy a radio so they can listen to the referee. So there's some very strange people at these games. So maybe they'll <laughs> have a drink if that's the kind of odds, oddities that, that are there. So I mean, in your travels, then I mean, given it's it's decided on a federation by federation basis. Like I mean, within Europe, are are, are there leagues where you can buy alcohol, and the experience is much more like what we have with rugby, that there are people up and down to the bar during matches. Uh, yeah, but uh, but see, it depends on the not not every country the same kind of beer culture as you might have in Ireland and UK or Germany. Yeah, so the might like in Italy. I lived in Italy for a while, and I remember the guys I lived with finished their exams, and they would out for an ice cream. You know, which sounds cliche, but they didn't. I thought we were going out for a night and have a few beers. But like a lot of people, you know, wouldn't have a drink uh, as part of the football experience like we would. Like it would be very much of a. Uh, uh, as part of the social aspect of it would be having a few pints but um, like it comes around another uh, you see it in other aspects of life I remember now it's a good while ago now it's 15, 16 years more maybe going to Neil Young in Vicker Street mm. and Neil Young wouldn't allow alcohol to be sold before the gig in the bar the bar was closed before and I remember there was uproar and nobody knew this Why? what was the, the rationale? I don't know. He, he, uh, he, to to appreciate his art, I think you have to be fully oh. sober. I think that was Neil Young's theory, but <laughs> it didn't go down well. I have to say, there were a lot of cranky people. Uh, uh, Ian, are you worried that if you were allowed to drink at a football match, you wouldn't be able to truly appreciate the art of Stephen Kenny's football team? You can be incredibly sarcastic, Mister Cuddy. <laughs> 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 um, no, it's. it's it's about enhancing your enjoyment. Yeah. I mean, we go to games and we go to gigs to forget about the worries and strife of life. And being Irish, a lot of us like having a few beers when we're watching a match. I think really what it boils down to, and as I said, I mean, I tend not to really bother having a beer because I don't want to have to get up and go to the loo and mm. miss a try or miss a goal. So I don't, you, I'd rather actually watch the game, you know, um, but I don't have a problem with NBA, so does it. But the thing about it is, <clears throat> excuse me, what it boils down to in the Aviva or in any other stadium is also what it boils down to in general society. It's about respect for the people around you. Nobody wants some drunken Egypt spilling beer or throwing beer around the place. Um, but if they're going to do that in a the ground, they're going to do it outside as well. 
So it's basically, as long as you keep yourself to yourself, yeah. you don't bother anybody else, well then, it's all fine. We're all grown-ups. We should be able to well, do what we want to do. Kim has made a similar point on the text line uh, regarding the purchasing of alcohol at rugby matches. Kieran, what happened to people just using their common sense and having some manners? Uh, people should only go up to the bar once or twice each half, maybe time the disruption in a mannerly way. If someone keeps asking you every five minutes to move so they can go to the bar, I say to them, don't ask me again. Pat says, I think the GAA is the right... But yeah, there's always half, My sport is better than yours. It's already started. Pat says, the GAA is the right balance you can buy a drink but you can't bring it back to the seats when a game is really tense and in the melting pot you don't really want someone squeezing past you with two plastic gas- glasses with beer slopping out The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.